Hi, I'm Sylvia Sue. Welcome to More Than a Cake Store, a podcast where we'll explore stories of women in the Presbyterian Church of New South Wales who have faithfully responded with the gifts that God has given them, no matter how big or small, to the call of the gospel. And whether that skill is baking or banking, God receives it, hones it, and uses it for his glory. Our hope is that you'll be awed by God's graciousness and encouraged by these conversations to take the gifts that God has given and use them in service of him. Because after all, even a cake store in service of the king is more than a cake store. Thanks for joining us for this episode of More Than A Cake Store. Today, I'm joined by Rochelle Wainwright, who's a chaplain at Westmead Children's Hospital and Alloa Children's Hospital. Alloa Children's Hospital is a hospital run by Jericho Road, the social services arm of the Presbyterian Church of New South Wales. Alloa is the only hospital in New South Wales that caters for children with complex needs. As I was putting on the final touches for this episode, I received an email along with all Jericho Road supporters from Elizabeth McLean, who's the CEO of Jericho Road. I've asked Liz to read out the content of that email to share with you, our listeners, at More Than A Cake Store. Hi friends. As you know, Alloa has had a rough couple of years financially due to COVID-19. I want to thank you so much for your support, whether you signed the Alloa e-petition, whether you've donated, whether you've volunteered, whether you've prayed for us. Thank you so much. We've been working on obtaining government funding for the past 12 months. However, it's now looking like that won't be an option, at least in the short term. Unfortunately, that means we'll come to the end of our internal resources before we're able to get services and admissions back to a sustainable level. As a result, we're looking to do a fundraising campaign in the mainstream media, as well as using our usual channels in the next few weeks. We'll provide you with more information over the coming days about how you can help. We know this news is disappointing and we ask that you join us in praying for Alloa. Pray that God's will be done and whatever happens, he will be glorified. Also pray that the children and the families will be supported and that staff would be upheld as we go through this difficult time. You can contact me via email on emcclean at pcnsw.org.au if you've got questions. Thank you again for your support and your prayers. There is so much to pray for, and we'll do that together at the end of the episode. But for now, I'd like to welcome Rochelle to the podcast. How are you, Rochelle? I'm going well today, Sylvia. That's really good to hear. Rochelle, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I am turning 50 this year. It's the big year. Uh, I work as a hospital chaplain for Jericho Road at the Kids Hospital at Westmead and at Alloa Presbyterian Children's Hospital. I'm married to Tim and it'll be our fifth wedding anniversary this year. He was a gift from God late in my life, who I'm very thankful for. And I'm a very proud auntie of 12 nieces and nephews and really love to be actively involved in their lives seeing them grow to be the people God's made them to be amazing Uh, yeah that's really cool you don't look 50 I'm really impressed (laughs) (laughs) working with children all of my life I think that's what does it that's incredible (laughs) so I I think that was surprising enough but is there anything else you'd like to let us know that might surprise us about you I'm not a very good cook I just learned how to cook a roast this year okay and they're not as hard as I thought so I'm really thankful about that awesome and you could cook enough you can make it last for three days yeah. I'm learning all these help help 
your marriage type things help cooking. Yeah, and, and, and good hospitality cooking, yeah. I'm yet to be courageous enough to invite anybody over for that roast. Okay. <laughs> See, I find roasts the easiest thing. I just chuck them in the oven and then you can forget about it till it pings. It's I only cool. just discovered that this year. Why did nobody tell me? I, do I know. Know. So you began your career as a registered nurse at Westmill Children's Hospital, is that right? Yeah, yeah. that's right, yeah. And you find yourself there again. You're there right now. That's right. As we're doing this recording. Yeah. What did that journey look like? How did you get there from being a registered nurse and what are you doing there now? I know. It's quite remarkable, really. Um, So I went from school to nursing and at the kids' hospital and really have always felt that I wanted to love people with Jesus' love. Yeah. And so as a registered nurse, always had eyes for families who were of faith and um, spiritually supporting them as as nurses uh, we're taught you know holistic care is really really important so Mm. emotional care physical care spiritual care so there were times when as a nurse I was able to pray with families but was really aware that there was time for that but I needed to do the nursing stuff as well yeah and God led me to Bible college and during that time a lovely chaplain from from the kids hospital Rhonda Daly was going to my church and I realized I recognized her from when I was a a nurse in in the kids hospital and this chaplain Rhonda Daly had been there when it was a really really hard situation with a child that died unexpectedly and the chaplain turned up and I as a nurse was really really struggling with that this child had died unexpectedly and I said Mm. can you pray with me can you pray for me and Rhonda took me aside Uh, as this nurse who was supporting this family and she prayed for me and I thought wow chaplains are so valuable yeah I had no idea at that stage that God was going to lead me back to the same hospital as a chaplain and that God will have brought Rhonda Daly to my church and when she was uh, planning to step down from Alawa God had just put all the pieces into place and that was a role that I could step into both at Allawarum and and at the kids hospital at Westmead and so now back here as a chaplain and I just really love being able to have the time to sit with families and just provide spiritual care incredible Um, yeah. yeah 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 Oprah would call that a full circle moment but she, a full circle moment, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It is kind of this lovely picture. You did chaplaincy to high school yeah, after Bible yeah. College and then coming back up yeah. and being back where you started but in a new in a new way to operate. And it's so lovely that you're able to provide that spiritual care now. Yeah. yeah. Is there a specific passage of scripture that's inspired you uh, in this journey or through your ministry? When I was considering leaving school to chaplaincy, which I was in to, to work at Aloha, God really put on my heart uh, that verse from Romans chapter 10, verse 14, which says, how can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. And I just felt really convicted that God could send other chaplains or ministry workers into the school that I was at. But you need 
needed somebody particular to go to Alawa with children with complex medical needs to not be worried by all the medical gizmos and stuff and be able to be there to provide spiritual support. And I really felt that, that I was that person, yeah, that God yeah. had prepared me to be that person there. And yeah. just the double bonus of being able to be a chaplain at our kids' hospital as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he'd given you an excellent toolkit to equip you to do the work that you're doing. Um, yeah, what, yeah. What's in that toolkit? How has he prepared you? Oh, well, so there's nursing. So that gives mm. me an understanding of medical, the medical stuff so I can ignore all the beeping machines and just be there for the family. And he also before that led me to do a Christian counselling degree. I keep forgetting the things yeah. that God's done in my life. And that taught me a lot of the listening skills um, that was really helpful uh, for being a chaplain mm. um, then and Bible college after that and did the Master of Divinity he led me to eight years at school ministry which I think was really his preparing me because that was from prep to year 12 and so I got a real understanding of children um, and doing ministry with children and then I was able to take that and integrate that into chaplaincy at Alawa for across the ages and then at kids hospital across the ages amazing yeah um, and then chaplaincy studies as well uh, through Cross College. Ongoing training. You never stop. Yeah, you st- yeah, you yeah. always see opportunities to learn. Yeah. Uh, but do you know what, Sylvia? I may have done those studies, but I was reflecting today. You still never feel like you're prepared. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter. It doesn't <laughs> yeah. matter what you've studied or what you've read. You still need God to have the courage to walk into those patient rooms and be there for that family. And you still feel thoroughly ill-equipped and you're like, yep. Lord, give me the words, give me the words, let me know what they need because I don't think you ever feel ready for those really hard pastoral conversations. Yeah, Yeah. one really obvious to me gift that God's put in your toolkit is the gift of faith because Mm -hmm. even just hearing the call to go into, you know, Bible college and leave nursing, uh, to get a chaplaincy in a school, to get a chaplaincy at Alloa and the Westmead Children's Hospital requires so much faith to step out with. And God has so clearly given you the faith and the ability to do it, just the strength to be able to go through all of these different changes and just faithfully looking for him, even to give you the words to speak. That's a beautiful gift that you're not resting on your own wisdom or everything else that you've learned, but you're just resting on God's ability to lead you. What a beautiful gift of faith. Oh, no, it's all God. Yeah. Um, and so many verses pop to mind. The Joshua 1 9, be strong and courageous. I'm often just praying for courage each yeah. day. Yeah. yeah that yeah. is with us wherever we go. Yeah. Yeah. Can you share a story about how you've seen God at work in your time at Alawa? Yeah. I'd love to share with you the story of a lovely nine year old called Matilda. Mm. I've actually um, got permission from her mum to share her story with you. Uh, Matilda was a lovely girl who I met uh, when she was five years old and she had Batten's disease, Mm. which is a disease that um, is a degenerative disease. So when I met Matilda, I was really aware from the beginning that I was preparing her for eternity, preparing her to meet Jesus earlier than what what you'd expect for children. And because Matilda's family were a Christian family, I knew that they'd be really wanting that as well. And so Matilda would come to Alawa and she was a lovely girl with beautiful, shining eyes and a lovely smile. And 
she loved Colin Buchanan songs. Her mum and dad, her mum told me when I first met them that when Matilda was able to speak and had words, that she asked to have Jesus in her heart. Oh, wow. So I knew that she knew Jesus, that she loved Jesus. But when I met Matilda, she couldn't use her words anymore. But yeah. she could use her eyes. And so playing some of those Colin Buchanan songs, Be Strong and Courageous, or playing Jesus Loves Me, you saw Matilda's eyes light up and, and that smile on her face. Mm. So I met her early on in my chaplaincy there, actually. And it made me think, what does it look like to disciple children with complex medical needs? Yeah. When you meet any, any children, um, you want to see them grow in their understanding of Jesus and they can communicate their understanding of Jesus in their words but what does it look like for these children who can't use their words mm. and that's something I'm continuing to think about I'm wanting them to mature in in their understanding of Jesus yeah. and so for Matilda we got to read the Bible with her and read a lovely book by Sally Lloyd-Jones called Thoughts to Make Your Heart Sing mm. and there's a lovely um passage of the back called by the hand with a lovely picture about Jesus taking you by the hand so everything that I read with her I had this awareness that I would probably be using that with her when she was dying yeah. and I'd probably use it with her at her funeral yeah. and so I had the privilege of walking with this little disciple of Jesus for four years mm-hmm. and seeing her parents be really really courageous in wanting to see Matilda continue to develop in whatever she could with Matilda's um, condition it was degenerative so she slowly lost use of her body but her parents were still advocating for her to have whatever quality of life she could. Yeah. Uh, and gee, that's courageous, don't yeah, you think? Yeah. It's so courageous for parents to continue to advocate for their children, knowing that, that their children are dying. Mm-hmm. I'm so thankful to God that I had the opportunity to, to walk alongside Matilda and her family, both at yeah. Aloha and then at Westmead, because she'd be in at Westmead for some times, and be able to still read the same Bible stories she knew, the same devotion she knew, play the same songs, so that they became her heart songs at the end, because her parents wanted that to be at home I I spent time with her at home uh, as she was um, nearing end of life and we're Mm. able to play the same songs and read the same stories to remind her that that Jesus was there with her and oh there's nothing more um, it leaves me in awe of God the God who comes alongside his precious children in this way leaves me in awe of their family just trusting in God in the hardest of times and trusting their children to God and for this this mum trusting Matilda to Jesus and just wanting her to feel the comfort of Jesus as she died yeah and then being able to to share that with Matilda's family and friends um, in her service afterwards of how important that was to them Mm. and knowing that Matilda was safe in Jesus' arms um yeah how precious yeah Yeah. but it makes me feel a little bit teary there (laughs) of course me too it sounds like a really hard thing to leave a child in the hands of Jesus but there are no Mm. stronger arms to leave your child in are there Mm. yeah it's the safest place to be for us yeah Yeah, as well Yeah. yeah
I don't often interrupt these episodes and in order to give me and you some time to process Matilda's story and Rochelle's journey with Matilda's family to the end point of this life, I thought it would be the opportune time for us to hear a reading from Sally Lloyd-Jones' book, Thoughts to Make Your Heart Sing. The Reverend Stephen Taylor, who is the convener of the Women's Ministry Committee, has read for us the last page of that book, By the Hand. When you're in the dark, on a narrow path, you need someone to lead you by the hand, to hold you tight. You need someone to rely on. God says we can rely on Him. I've got you by the hand, and I'll never let you go. No matter where you go, no matter what you do, you always have a hand to hold you. I will lead you, guide you, keep you, even through death. I won't ever let you go. I will take you by the hand and guard you. Isaiah chapter 42, verse 6, New Living Translation. What's been your greatest challenge at Alawa? I think one of the greatest challenges is seeing how how much Alawa struggles financially a lot of the time. Um, and having to continue to, to fight to get um, the finances for Alawa to keep going. And last year, as a lot of our Presbyterian church family will know, Alawa, it was really hard for Alawa and we needed to do um, special fundraising appeals. And this year will continue to be that year. Yeah. So that's one of the things that's really, really, really hard because I know how important Alawa is for the children that are there. Yeah. And it's so important for their families and it's so important for their siblings. Um, And it's important for the staff who work there too because there are staff who have been there for so many years because they're committed to the children. So it's like a family. Um, And so for Aloha, if Aloha were to not exist anymore, then it would be like a a family breaking apart. For the children who go there, it'd be like their family being broken apart because the kids that they're there with, it's like they're 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 cousins, they're sisters, they've like they've grown they've grown up together. They're kids who've grown up together, um, and so that's one of the hardest things. Yeah, I think. definitely. Yeah, we we haven't actually talked about what Alawa is. So can you tell us? It's a children's hospital run by the Presbyterian Church of New South Wales. Um, what do they do at Alawa? Yeah, so Aloha is, yeah, a Presbyterian church. It's a hospital for children who have complex medical needs. Mm -hmm. So it's a really, really unique hospital. It's the only one in Australia of its kind. Um, So there is nursing care there for children who need the nursing care. There's medical care. There's allied health care so that these kids with complex medical needs or disabilities can um, develop in their skills, become all that they can be as the beautiful young people God has created. And and Mm. it's not just a hospital, but it's a church hospital. It's our hospital. It's a Presbyterian children's. Like how unique and how rare. Because from the values to the CEO, it's all based on the gospel. And that means that the kids who come through get to have kids church they get to have me a chaplain there mm. um engage with them as young people and let them know that jesus loves them like we did on our early valentine's day on sunday that was oh, our jesus loves you on valentine's day sunday yeah um and the 
families get to see what a hospital, what medical care looks like when it's based on that Christian ethos and the staff get to see what a hospital's like when it's based on that Christian ethos. And they get to see when we get Presbyterian churches engage with Aloha or come visit or do kids' church, they get to see what christians are about yeah for staff staff who aren't christians and that's an amazing witness yeah Yeah. it's really exciting and like you said there's nothing like it no it's unique it's It's one of a kind it's totally one of a kind yeah Yeah. so we've talked about the challenges you faced at aloha what are the highlights oh i love seeing these kids faces light up in kids church Mm. I love seeing when we have some kids' church groups come from some of our linked Presbyterian churches. I love seeing how these kids love having people spend time with them. Yeah. I love seeing when they hear the familiar songs. So on Sunday I played the 10,000 Reasons song, which uh, they know from when the kids' church group visits. Yeah. And this kiddie's face lit up and he was rocking to the music and so these kids are worshiping God and yeah. that just makes our hearts worship God. And so for the nursing staff, for them seeing the kids respond as well, yeah. it's really um, like being in heaven. Precious. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like being in heaven. Yeah. So they're my joys, seeing awesome. the kids respond yeah, yeah. to Jesus, respond to Jesus, respond to Jesus people. Yeah. Yeah. Alawa is supported by volunteers, like we've just heard, from the Presbyterian Church of New South Wales Churches, so Hurstville Presbyterian Church and Epping Presbyterian Church in particular. Um, what do they contribute to the ministries of Alawa and how are they involved? Oh, they're amazing. Epping Presbyterian Church and Hurstville Presbyterian Church really have seen Alawa as their hospital. Mm-hmm. and they see the kids at Aloha as belonging to their church. Yeah. So during the COVID pandemic, when they couldn't visit, they really thought it was so important to continue to connect with Aloha. And so uh, Epping Presbyterian, they invited us at Aloha to join their Sunday school Zoom called Epic Kids and so that the kids still got to participate in Sunday school and they loved it and their children's worker Kelly put together these packages of bingo bible bingo and different crafts uh, and she would send them in the mail each week so that the kids at Aloha could also participate in the craft activities uh, interactive bible stories so they really understand the kids at Aloha and that mm-hmm. they interact through visual things um, and understand the songs that the kids like. So that was just so encouraging. How amazing. Um, yeah. yeah. And Hurstville Presbyterian uh, Church would put together a kids' church video for the week that they would usually come because they usually come once a month Uh, but they did it more frequently we got such frequent kids church videos it was fantastic and they invited us into their homes when they were in lockdown and they showed us 
their pets and they showed us their flowers and their trees and plants and they showed us the bush out the back of their house and oh. the birds and they showed us what instruments they played because the kids at Aloha love instruments and they showed us what they were cooking and made interesting things in their oven and it was so engaging for the kids at Aloha because um, it engaged all their senses yeah. and they also had a bible message with that and I tell you what it just leaves me humbled with God's people who reach out to the kids and staff at Allah in this way um, during mm. lockdown. And that mm. meant a lot for the staff. It brought peace. So on a Sunday, yeah. you would see just a real peace in the yeah. hospital as we were able to meet with God's people, still felt like we belonged mm. to, to, to our Presbyterian church families and know that God was with us during yeah. this COVID pandemic, yeah. um, know that he hadn't changed. So they were like a stay. They hadn't changed. They were still there for us. And the same way God has never changed, he's still there for us. And it was really God's hand at Easter time and Christmas time last year that for a short window, we were able to have visitors come back to Alawa when it settled yeah. down and able to have our kids' church groups come yep. for those really important key landmarks for Christians, Easter and Christmas, so that we were able to have them in person visit. Yeah. And you've never seen the biggest smiles on the kids' faces. Oh, How having amazing. our church friends. And we're able to sing. Yeah. <laughs> that is exactly because <laughs> we had missed singing at Alawa when you weren't able to yep. sing. Yeah. So I just see God's kindness, God's kindness reaching out to us through our Presbyterian church families. Yeah. Um, it means so much. Yeah. yeah. That's, it's beautiful to hear a church like Epping, which is just down the road from you guys, mm. and a church like Kirstville, which is, you know, in good traffic, about 45 minutes, a little bit yeah. longer. Are both yeah. of those churches engaging through lockdowns and out of lockdowns um, actually seeing Aloha, like you said, as their hospital. It's our mm. hospital. It's a denominational ministry and it's just part of who we are as Presbyterians. It's part of who yeah. we are as our church. And it's just so precious to hear of other Presby churches hearing that and understanding that these children belong to them. That's really precious. Yeah. 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 What has been the greatest thing you've learned in your role as chaplain? I think it's what we probably talked about way at the beginning. One of the greatest things that I've learned is that yeah. it's okay to feel scared. Mm -hmm. It's okay to not know what you're going to say. It's actually just about being there. It's about yeah. being present and depending on God in that space. And God never lets you down. And do you know what? Sometimes there is no right thing to say because sometimes the family actually just needs someone to sit with them silently, mm. to sit with them while they're crying, to cry with them sometimes. And there have been times where I've said, I just don't have any words. Yeah. I don't have any words. And there have been times when I haven't known what to pray. And the only thing I've been able to pray is help. So I've learned a lot about praying in a way that reflects what I am picking up from the families mm. and so in those times when they're feeling so overwhelmed that they don't know what to pray I actually say that in my prayers and I just say you know, lost we don't know what to pray we just pray help just help 
Mm. We just need your help. And it's after those times that those families, yeah, that's exactly what they needed. They didn't need a perfect pat prayer that has the perfect beginning and exactly the right prayer structure and the right ending and quotes exactly the right Bible verses. They just needed somebody to sit with them and to feel with them and to put that into words, however mm. it came out. And that that was enough. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, those beautiful verses in scripture of the spirit who groans on our behalf. And yeah. at times, you know, thank, thank you, Holy Spirit, for doing that. But at times yes. one of the blessings of fellowship and being part of a church family is being able to rest on other people who are going to, articulate the words that you just don't have the energy or the capacity to speak and of course those leads even those cries of we don't know what to say help us help us lord are cries and then words coming from the spirit equipping us to even put into words that what we need right now is help and to um for a family in a hospital to be able to lean on you to do that um just allows them to be nurtured and ministered to in those hardest days of their their parenting yeah we've we've talked a little bit about the financial uh, struggle that Alawa faced uh last year and will probably face again this year uh we know that Liz McLean our CEO has been lobbying the New South Wales state government for funding support because Alawa is a private hospital and although it's the only one of its kind it doesn't receive state funding and so we we have to grapple with uh, the very real fear of what happens if Alawa closes. It makes me scared as you said that, like I felt yeah. that, yeah, that fear in my heart. Because for these kids, there are children who live at Alawa and it's their home. And where do they go if Alawa's not there? I was reflecting today, like I said a bit earlier, that say Alawa closed and they did have to go somewhere, they're being ripped apart mm. from family as they know family. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're going to experience the grief of that and the yeah. confusion of that and that not making sense. For families who use Alawa regularly, they're not going to have that support. I don't know what these families would do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because one of the things that the families really value about Alawa is that it's a safe place. It feels like a safe place. Uh, they would feel very afraid, I think, if they had to consider put, putting their children, well, there is no other Alawa. And it, it's not just the physical care they, the children will lose and the sense of family, but it's also their church. Mm. This yeah. is where the kids meet Jesus together yeah. in community. And I think for any of us who love our church family and how hard it was through lockdown to not be able to go to church or be with our church, even though we were doing things online. Imagine if just the next day your church was closed down and all those people yeah. that you had worshipped Jesus with had been dispersed and separated. There's just a real tragedy. If we can't care for the vulnerable as a community, mm-hmm. then that's just a travesty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and Jesus' you know, own words, let the little children come to me. And this is where those little children get to meet Jesus and come to him. And, they do. Yeah. It, it would be wonderful to be able to keep that door open so they can keep coming to Jesus at Aloha and receiving the very important physical care and all of the services that they receive at Aloha, but also 
to receive the gift of Jesus and for their families to receive that with them. How precious. Yeah. How can churches partner with Alloa Children's Hospital? We would love to see Alloa as your church. We would love to belong to your church, to mm. the global Presbyterian church. We'd love you to support Alloa in prayer and you can find out more about that from Jericho Road. We'd love you to support Alloa financially as you're able so that we can continue to be the hospital uh, that is needed for these children. Some of you might want to volunteer if you're in Sydney and when volunteering is opening at Alloa again, uh, that could be something you might want to consider. Uh, there are practical ways that Presbyterian churches support us through knitting, socks and and scarves and, bl- and blankets and you or you might want to write something to encourage the staff it's been such a hard time for nurses um, you might want to write something that could be passed on to a family or mother's day father's day reaching out to the, the parents um, at Alloa um, you might want to support me as a chaplain um, at Alloa and there's ways that you can do that in prayer and financially um, yeah so I guess in the same way that we uh, support our link missionaries overseas, we can still support Alawa. So there's money, there's prayers, which is important, but also keeping contact, keeping relationship, encouraging people on in the, the work that they're doing and the parents as they care for the kids and for the kids as well. Because yeah. it's, I mean, the things that you've listed you can do if you live in Sydney or even if you live regional New South Wales, there's ways you know, to be able to serve. I, I was so excited to see on, I think it was on the Jericho Road Facebook page the other day that they have volunteers who come in and do the gardening and yeah, you know, all sorts of ways that we can just find the gifts that God's given us and just offer them to him in service in whatever gift that is, if it's that you're good at craft or good at knitting or, you know, particularly good in the garden, whatever the gift is, let's use it to serve Aloha and ultimately serve God and glorify mm. him. Yeah. Yeah. So, Rochelle, what words of advice would you give to a woman who has a heart uh, for serving Jesus through justice and mercy ministry? Just do it. Mm. <laughs> Don't think that you need to wait until you've got everything all perfectly sorted. Yeah. Um, pray for an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there may be opportunities in your church there may be opportunities that you can find out about through Jericho Road, our social services um, yeah. section of the church. There are always opportunities there. Yeah. And um, it may be a little bit scary, but that's okay because God's the one who goes before us, like yeah. um, in Joshua 1 verse 9, and it may feel vulnerable. Um, but you step out in faith and trust God will equip you. And he uses us in our weakness. He just mm. wants us to be willing. He just wants us to be willing. Even willing to make a fool of ourselves. I'm often saying sometimes in the funny things that I do at Alawa that I look like a bit of a fool, but they tell me it's a fool for God, so that's okay. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just reminded of Ephesians 2.10. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. So what's there to be afraid of, hey? God's already prepared it. He's already laid the way forward. We just have to step out in faith, trusting him and, you know, seeking to 
please him by doing the work that he's already called us to do. We just have to be willing to use what God's given us. Yeah. And even to be using it as we're growing in that skill. Yeah. And he will use that for his kingdom purposes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for your time, Rochelle, for sharing with us your heart for the children at Alwa, but also uh, encouraging us by the way that God has uh, used you for his service in chaplaincy. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for Rochelle. We thank you for her faithfulness, following you from Westmead Children's Hospital, where she served as a nurse, to studying Christian counselling, then chaplaincy, and ending up first in a Christian high school and then back at Westmead Children's Hospital and at Alloa Children's Hospital. We thank you for the ways that you have used her to walk alongside families in their hardest hour to bring them the love of Jesus and the hope of the gospel as they walk with their loved ones to the end point of this life. We thank you that you hold us by the hand and you never let go. Father, we bring before you the Alloa Children's Hospital. We thank you for the privilege and the blessing of being able to partner with you as the Presbyterian Church of New South Wales in caring for children with complex needs. Lord, we ask in your kindness that you continue to sustain and hold Alloa Children's Hospital in your generous, loving, capable arms. We pray for Liz and the team at Jericho Road as they move towards fundraising in the mainstream media. We pray that you will lead them with your wisdom, with your kindness and give them strength. We pray for the staff and volunteers of Alloa Children's Hospital, that they will continue to persevere in kindness and love, caring for the children through these difficult times. We pray for the families, that they will not be given to panic or fear, but that you will hold them and give them the peace of God that surpasses all understanding, guarding their hearts and minds in Christ Jesus as they look to the future with uncertainty. In times like this, we must remember that you are a good God, kind God, a wise God, a loving God, a compassionate God. We pray that you will not forget Alloa Children's Hospital. We pray for the provision of finances needed. And Father, most of all, we pray that in all things, your name will be glorified. Amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of More Than a Cake Store. We're going to take a break over the school holidays and we'll be back with three more episodes to round out this season. Our next episode will be joined again by Nicole Mannix from Penrith Presbyterian Church. She's going to share with us a story about how an abundant grapefruit tree led the way for an incredible ministry, allowing the church to not only connect with the community, but provide for their needs. We hope you'll join us. This podcast is a ministry of the Presbyterian Church of New South Wales Women's Ministry Committee. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or at pcnswomen.org.au. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we ask that you share it with your friends so that they too will be encouraged by these conversations to take the gifts that God has given them and use them in service of him.